We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey, of our business startup, or we're coaching, or we're writing, and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn, Andrada Anite. I would love to work with you further on, and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. Welcome to Impact by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Andrada Aniti. As you probably know by now, every Thursday, in collaboration with a great guest, Rahila Khan, we are talking about my book, The Man, the Moon, and the Cascade. And Rahila brings you insights related to this fiction self-development story. So please allow me to introduce to you Harahila. Welcome. Very good morning, Anradha, and very good morning and warm greetings to our listeners as well. Thank you so much once again for allowing me to share my insights on chapter. Thank you again for accepting to be my guest and to um, discuss together all, all the chapters of this book. In this chapter, we also find out that Dom has been abandoned by his father when the boy was 12 and ever since he grew up in an orphanage. For the listeners that haven't gone through previous episodes, please go back, listen to those, and then come back to this one in order to have a continuation and to better understand who the characters are and what we are actually talking about. So, as I said, we learned that Dom grew up in an orphanage as well. So, Rahila, what do you think that is the disguised meaning of the orphanage? Um, I believe that Dom was someone who was very intuitive and could connect the dots of life like the pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. Um, in raising Radha and teaching her so many things, he somehow knew once she completed high school that she now could take responsibility for herself. And I think this is such an important point when we talk about responsibility. I like calling it self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. And therefore, Anradha, I'd like to make reference to the video that I posted on LinkedIn this week on children and parents and how as parents we tend not to spend time with our kids and I think that in teaching emotional and spiritual intelligence in teaching self-responsibility that I believe personally even through my experience with working with children and raising a child on my own but this is a very crucial part of parenting in where we teach the necessary skills life skills and in this chapter, we see that, you know, in, in how Dom raised brother and that when she completed high school, he knew that she had the necessary skills. 
um, to take responsibility for herself, but also to provide um, care and love to others as well. He also knew the history of the orphanage and, and that it had to take on some kind of new leadership. So who better than Radha to do that, to take over the reins of the orphanage? Um, <clears throat> he understood human behavior and the truth behind the mask of the warden. As you know, the warden came off to be a personality, and we see this in real life, you know, where we get so caught in the rut that we don't see we wear this mask of being so hard on the exterior but being so soft on the inside. And somehow Dom could confront the warden and tell him this. And of course, the warden didn't take kindly to it. So that's quite funny in a way. Um, so <clears throat> what Dom saw in the warden was a human being who had done his time there. And also he didn't see a bigger picture unfolding at first when Dom first proposed a succession plan. I mean, it's the first time it might have hit him out of the blue, you know? Yeah, for so sure. We can a great deal. Yes, and rather. So we can yeah, learn a great deal from this about the value of succession planning and leadership through the orphanage. It's so amazing how a simple place like the orphanage can teach us leadership, can teach us succession planning. You know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to learn these things. Life will teach you. Mm -hmm. So that was very uh, interesting for me in the way I looked at it. Um, and one of the other things being that young people are the best to love and support and teach and mentor young children and, and adults alike. I know even with my son, when I was looking for help for him, emotional support for both of us, I found that he always chose someone much younger because somehow he could relate to them and they were easier um, I suppose it's about communication in the way they communicate and the way they could relate to each other. So yeah. life has taught me that as well. So sometimes, although adults have all the wisdom, we may not be the best in how we impart it to children and the youth. Does that make right. sense? Right. It does. It does make total sense. And I would have an additional question, if if possible, here. Sure. Um, Precisely from my life's experience and from what I see from other people, do you think that it's okay for us to look for younger people to com communicate to? I mean, I know that parents would rather have children communicate everything to them and would feel a bit frustrated if the kids go and search support in some younger uh, people, peers, or someone that is older than them, but younger than the, their parents. So my question actually is, do you think that it's okay for children to do that without having, you know, the, the clear intention of offending their parents, so to say? No. Um, yes and no. I believe that children must always be guided. If we guide children in, in terms of being discerning and teach them these skills, they will be very discerning in what others tell them because, you know, if we spend time with our, uh, with our children teaching them what's right and wrong, teaching them choices, teaching them responsibility, they are able to teach others. That's what I mean. 
So, so when we, it's all about transference of skills. Um, for myself, being you know quite senior in my age, um, I work with unborn babies to adults in their nineties. What I found through um, my private practice and working with children through community work as well, that I learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. When we listen and tune in, when we become playful in ourselves as adults, you know, like the video was saying in my post, um, what I was alluding to is as kids, when we have very strict discipline at home, where parents want us to fit into their box, we lose our innocence, we lose our purity, we lose our freedom of expression. Um, and what I'm saying here is that when we become children and childlike, even though we are whatever our age may be, like Dom, he became a child with Radha. He began experiencing the simple things in life, like what she might have been sharing with him about the soap or just the soft toy. Something mm-hmm. softens within us, even as adults. And once we find that childlike innocence and trust, we become children so we can play with children. We can teach through a very playful way. And when, when children learn the skill, they do it to others. Mm-hmm. I discovered through this through a program by The Journey called Liberating the Kids' Shining Potential. And the program is so awesome in that you've got adults attending the program. However, the program allows you to find the inner child in you where you dress up as kids. Hmm. You play through the program the entire day and become childlike. And you would dance and sing and prance about. That's what I'm talking to. As parents, we've forgotten how to be children. Right. And they, this is how we can teach and learn from each other. It's very, very important. So I think with, with Radha, we see that when she found her own innocence from being off the streets and taken care of by Dom, he brought out the softer child, the softer inner side of her, where she could be this, she could, you know, she just exuded innocence and purity. And, and you, that's what you scripted so beautifully in this chapter about her. And coming through the passage of time into high school, Dom could then see how these skills have allowed her to mature, that even though she did not go on to pursue tertiary education, that she was mature enough to take on uh, the leadership role in the orphanage and that she would be the catalyst for greater things in the future. Um, she was quick to learn um, in being the apprentice, for example, to the counselor and taking charge. So whatever skills we learn at a very early age as a child always bodes well in our adult life. Mm-hmm. It gets to be reinforced as we keep implementing uh, what's important and therefore we got to allow kids to do that so in the context of playing with the friends you would be amazed how ki- kids can lead in their right. own way right i see that <laughs> i see that on yeah. my own kids many times yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure because um, you do share that with me. And for me, that is where my program of uh, teaching CEO of self, that's a, you know, it's a stunning program that I teach for all age groups. Mm-hmm. CEO of self meaning how do we become chief executive officer of ourselves? And here Radha is a perfect example of being CEO of self with the skills that her, her father as in Dom taught her, she could then take the skills and she could now use it in the orphanage. So therefore, it is every parent's responsibility to spend quality time teaching children uh, basic life skills and how that would allow them to become future leaders. You know, when we have these skills, we have the ability then to take our talents, abilities and skills and we serve to lead in that way. Right. And Dom then, <clears throat> Dom also could see Radha's growth and sense of maturity through this um, over, you know, the years that um, she spent with him through primary school into high school. The orphanage then would become almost like a self-empowerment, self-development center for children and the youth uh, with the right leadership in place. It would undoubtedly serve its purpose in society. And I think that is so beautiful to see, you know, as it unfolds in the book. Right. Thank you. That's, that's a really interesting insight about, about the orphanage. Um, I know that there's a lot more to learn about this, this very topic. However, I want to ask you something else, uh, especially because you mentioned how Dom saw the potential growing in, in, in Rada in regards to taking over the, the orphanage. Let me tell you about a new show that I came across lately. It's called One Nation Radio and is that kind of show that simply unites the entire world through the voice of the host. So just go ahead, give it a listen and support John Gora who is a new podcaster and will definitely appreciate it. Someone that has read my book pointed out um, one interesting um, aspect, which is the fact that in this chapter, Radha takes over the uh, governance of the orphanage, but maybe against her will. That's really, really interesting to, to learn about because that means that Dom never asked her what her dreams were in regards to her own future. Now here speaking about the CEO of self, right? Uh, but neither did Radha see his legacy as a burden. Um, on the contrary, she didn't question his decision to pass her his legacy. So my question for you here is, what do you think that both of them did well and what should have been changed? This is uh, uh, an, a very interesting question um, because so often even as parents, we assume that our kids will follow the same path as we do. For example, if uh, I come across this on a daily basis in my private practice with parents, and sometimes I offer career guidance, uh, career counseling as well, 
and a parent would uh, you know want their child if he's in the medical profession for the child to be going the same path in a way right. and the child actually say no i don't want to do that i actually want to play music and the father mm-hmm. would say but you can't you know what are you going to do with music so right it's interesting and- because it all comes back to assumptions if you want to say that mm-hmm. however let's look at rather rather was so pure and innocent and she was filled with so much gratitude for dom you know because he exposed her to so many things that her parents didn't do mm-hmm. um you know the simplicity and nobility of just being human and just giving and receiving um dom knew that he didn't have the maybe he didn't have the the financial resources to educate her further so he knew that the orphanage needed a, a makeover a radical change maybe in leadership and somehow he believed that rather would would do that um and rather in turn trusted his judgment implicitly and she didn't know any better at the time as she was very young perhaps naive she understood dom's sense of giving and caring and being on the receiving end so generously from her father she that she did not know how to pay him back mm-hmm. and you know as you wrote in your book in this chapter she would so frequently ask him you know why are you doing this for me how do i pay you back so at a deeper level she wanted to continue his legacy for taking care of others in need because that's all she knew um in watching what he did and what he shared with her so dom knew that rather will learn far more at the orphanage than any college or university may give her he spent his life at the orphanage and that allowed him to become the person that he was and for him it was a tried and tested formula that you can't go wrong with that orphanage was a place of safety and protection for rada he knew that um he also knew that she's a young woman um and he didn't want her living on her own without further education a job or, and or financial security also he knew that he wasn't going to live that long so he also was very insecure about that in what's going to become of her and and i noticed through the book that you know he didn't talk much about his illness or his lifespan or anything like that um so he encouraged her to manage the orphanage because he knew all her needs would be taken care of uh there most of all that she would have a family uh mm-hmm. a community that would support her and grow into helping others and with the little time that he had left he knew that he had done everything in his power to secure the best life for her from his perspective rather also didn't know any better she didn't ask for advice and counsel from her teachers or others in the community she she didn't she just believed that she needed to just follow dom's legacy out of loyalty and she just trusted him so much and you know this was at a very high level for her of gratitude 
that she could not bear to disappoint him. She, she could not let him down. So she just wanted to follow and lead by his example. Radha also didn't allow herself to truly access her potential and explore her, you know, her, um, her potential or her understanding of life maybe in another way. She didn't know that. And nobody guided her in that way as well. So her limitations were based on her past experiences of suffering and deprivation and then based on gratitude for Dom who took her in and gave her what her parents couldn't. Um, there was never a glimmer of thought of what the mind can you know, conceive it can achieve. Rather never thought about that. She didn't have an inkling of that thought. So this is very, very powerful as well, and rather when you look at this very powerful insight here, we can see how our past experiences then are projected into our present reality when we don't know how to be different. Can you get how powerful that is? And yeah, so often, and so often we all do that. We're totally unaware of what's out there as a result of our past programming that we carry. That's so she, true. Yeah. I've, and I've witnessed that on, on many levels, myself included, and other people, you know, that I've, I've got in contact with. Or, you know, there's, there's a lot of examples for that. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah. really powerful. Yes. And this is why it's so important for parents to expose the kids to good mentors, coaches, and, and other children as well, you know, who are good leaders. Um, because children can also gain a lot from other kids because different parents teach different skills. Right. So we got to look beyond the limitations sometimes and get past our own fears. Um, you know, in a way, when you look at it, Dom didn't teach her how to think. Yeah. Rather what to think. And yeah. I think this, you know, being an educator and an educationist at heart, this is something I always bring home in most of my seminars and workshops um, and also in coaching. We must teach children how to think. Exactly. What to think. This is very important. Precisely. And I think that's exactly the point that the reader that asked me about this wanted to make, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this becomes our life story then of limitations until we learn how to change that. We remain small and stuck. Mm -hmm. So in continuing someone's legacy, we must not become them. Yeah. We must become more than that. Therefore, seeking knowledge and wisdom must be an ongoing process in realizing human potential. It is a means to an end, not an end in itself. So I hope I answered your question. Uh, I tried to do it the best that I could. So I thank you, Anradha, for allowing me to share my insights with, about this question in Chapter 3. Thank you very much. Thank you for, for such valuable insights. Um, for sure, that's, that's one more lesson, one golden nugget, if I can say that, from your life's experience and from all the teaching that you are doing with with the people around you and 
I do hope that the listeners will find the value in this episode as in the previous ones as much as I do. Um, yeah. I know for sure that there's a lot of take takeaways from me, especially in regards to, uh, you know, teaching kids to think for themselves because that's something really dear to me and that's something that I'm trying with all my, my strength, you know, to actually pass to my girls to, to think for themselves and not be led into learning what to think, you know? By yes. So, Therefore, sorry, Andrada. Therefore, it is so important for parents to spend that quality time with kids. We got to focus and pay attention to what they share with us. Because they will guide us the most as to, you know, how to groom them, how to help them. Because they, they don't have the skills in asking for support and help sometimes. So therefore, we got to come from a place of inner listening, if I may say that. Mm-hmm. It's very important. We must train ourselves to listen from a place of inner listening when somebody is sharing or speaking. Just be silent and tune in and listen attentively. That, that is a great skill to, you know, to pass on to kids as well. Wow, that, that's great. Yeah, I was about to ask you how to do that inner listening, but thank you for unfolding it um, for us because I'm sure that even the listeners will, would have wanted to, to learn more about all this inner listening. Yeah, sure. Thank you once again, Andrada. It's a pleasure. I look forward to our next episode. Thank you for joining me for today too. Bye. Likewise. Bye. Hey, Andranga, this was great and I really appreciate this woman. I guess she's got the guts of a role model and she's got that skills that you need for parenting. And uh, the show itself, the episode, all of it was just wow. And I really appreciate what you did by advertising that. That ad is so sweet and soothing. I really appreciate Thank you so much. Thank you for reaching the end of this episode. I wish you an amazing day ahead. And please, don't forget, smile at life. And life will smile right back at you. If you want to learn more about the book that we're talking about, You can head to WorkApp or Amazon, look for The Man, The Moon and The Cascade. You're gonna find it there. Let me know what you think about it. Thanks!